The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Like we started talking last week, um, particularly last Sunday, we, we started talking about being hopeful. Hopeful, having hope. Even when you are facing an impossible or a hopeless situation, the spiritual thing to do, the smart spiritual thing to do is to exercise hope, not to become hopeless. Don't ever get to a point concerning this nation. You, are, you apply this into your personal life and even to other things that impact your personal life. What happens to Nigeria whether we like it or not, it's going to touch all of us, particularly those of us that live within the country. And even Nigerians that are in diaspora. It will affect us one way or the other, for good or for bad. And that's why we must always remain hopeful. And the, the simple secret, like we said, or what you need to do is to focus on God. Put your hope in God. Don't look at the situation. You see, this is, what, this is why many Nigerians become hopeless. And it will happen to anybody. If you focus on the darkness, focus on the negativity, focus on the challenges, your heart will sink. I mean, it, there's just so much a human person can, a, a human being can, can contain. But when we learn to Focus on God. Please listen to me very carefully. What we are sharing is very simple, but it's very profound. Focus on God, even in a very difficult situation. Um, it's a supernatural thing. Hope can begin to rise. Out of a very difficult, hopeless situation, particularly when you put your, put your eyes on Jesus, put your eyes on God, and the practical way to do that is to Look at his promises, pray his promises, declare his promises, and believe them. That's the practical thing to do. It will begin to stir up hope in your heart. And where hope can be activated and exercised, when, you know what, um, the fig tree may not blossom. The fruit of the olive may fail. There may be no hearts in the store. There may not have been rain for the last three, last three and a half years. My brother has died and he has been buried for four days. I mean, you, you can be in very dire situations. But with God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. You can be in very difficult situations, but with God, nothing is impossible. And there are always possibilities where God is concerned. That, that, that's the mindset the believer must always have. You may not be able to see them. We talked about Moses the other day. I, I love what he did when he led the children of Israel um, out of Egypt and they got to the Red Sea. And they now looked back and I, they saw um, Pharaoh's army chasing them. And of course, hopelessness setting discouragement setting. They started to fret because they thought they were going to die. And, and Moses, Moses did not know what he was going to do. 
But at least he had enough leadership skills and senses. Ah, stand still. Don't, don't fret yourself. You see the salvation of the Lord. He calmed the people down. Then he now turned to God to find out what the plan was. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's faith. And that's how you work with God. You don't have to know the next step to take yet. Hallelujah. You don't have to know how God is going to get it done. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's not the path that God has asked you to do. You know, our, our work with God is a covenant work. And can two work together except they're in agreement? The person that works with God, that trusts God, that believes God, that puts his confidence and his hope in God, must be willing to do the part that God has asked you to do. And what God has asked us to do is to believe. And believing cannot work where there is no hope. We read 2 Corinthians 13, 13 um, on Sunday. Now these three abide. Faith, hope, and love. And when we studied all these two scriptures, they are all connected. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. When hope evaporates, faith fizzles out. It, it, it can't work because it, it's, it's, it, it's, hope is, I, I want to get to something tonight. I'm just trying to get us into frame of thought. And, but I believe you all understand this. Hope is a blueprint. Like a drawing. When somebody wants to construct a building, they, they will have a drawing. Some people will even go to the extent of developing a miniature of the building, a prototype of it. So, okay, this is what we want to do. This is a small design. And it's some, something that, okay, this is what's going to guide us for the main thing we want to build. Where there is no blueprint, there's nothing to build. Hallelujah. Faith rests on hope, and then the Bible teaches us that faith walketh by love. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or circumcision available, but faith that walks through love. So, if I'm going to live by faith, and we said this again, this is so important, because this is really where we stopped. I wasn't emphasizing love, and I'm not really emphasizing faith for the purpose of this teaching, because what we are talking about is walking in the grace and the power that God has made available for us for this season. You can't do that if you are not hopeful. You can't do that if you allow the devil, we talked about the fact that this is a spiritual warfare we are engaged in, and the warfare is predominantly an internal fight. And that's where hope works. Hope works on the inside. Praise God. Now, it can reflect on somebody's face. It can reflect on somebody's behavior and action. But it's predominantly an inner thing. Hallelujah. Predominantly an inner thing. And that's what God has asked us to do, to believe. We were praying this morning from... Matthew chapter 9, talk, praying about possibilities. I mean, Mark chapter 9, where that man with the paralytic son brought him to Jesus. Jesus had gone up to the mountain to pray. And he had seen his disciples work miracles. Okay, the guy is not around. Let the apprentice get the job done. And they tried, and they could not get it done. 
But the, the attitude of the man, and this is really it. You see, this, this is hope. I have hope. This is a problem that has been with my son all his life, since he was a little boy. That's what he told them. And it has brought a lot of pain and sorrow. What we are focusing on this morning is the blessing of the Lord that adds no sorrow. But the guy was hopeful. Ah, I've heard about a Jesus that is casting out devils. Okay, I now have a reason to hope. There is a solution center in town. He brought him to the boy, to, to, to Jesus. Oh, Jesus is not around. Okay, you the apprentice. They couldn't do it, but the man still stayed. And that conversation he had with Jesus was powerful. That's when Jesus told him that to him that believes all things. The man was ah, I brought him to your disciples. They could not do anything, but whatever you can do, help us. And this is the teaching. Jesus said, it's not a matter of what I can do. It's a matter of what you can believe. To him that believes, there are always possibilities. All things are possible. The response the man gave, uh, he wasn't too sure. And this is where hope comes in. And you see the power of hope. His faith wasn't solid. Sometimes, as a believer, your faith may not be where it ought to be yet. Particularly when you've gone through something for a long period of time like that man had gone through. And you've seen all kinds of negativity. So he said, ah, okay. I believe, oh, but help my own belief. That was what he said. <laughs> In other words, okay, I see what you are saying. I need to have faith, Abby. But I'm not sure whether my faith, so Jesus helped me. Did he help him or did he not help him? He helped him. But you see, he was able to come to that place. Another person that is hopeless today is no point. Ah, we've gone to many all nights. We've gone to many night vigils. That's how the last prophet did it. That's hopelessness. What helped that man that day was he had hope. Let somebody shout, I have hope. And for the person that is hopeful, hallelujah, there are always possibilities. You may not see them, but they are there. And that's what we want to press into tonight. Genesis chapter 18. Quickly, let me go into where we are going. What God told me is that, and this is what we want to activate tonight. We said something powerful last week, and really we are building on it this week. In difficult times, trying times, and we can't deny it, that's what's going on in the nation. That's what's going on in the world. I mean, I, I follow international and global news. So you will notice that the things that are happening are not limited to just Nigeria. Last week, if you had the story, there was a big bank that failed in the United, United States of America, not Nigeria. And I think they said it was the 16th largest bank. In, the, in fact, there were two of them. And of course, it sent shockwaves, not just all over America, even in Europe. I even know there were some startups in Nigeria that were also jittery. You see, we live in that, this kind of interconnected world. One war in Russia will be affecting how much you are paying for bread in Lagos. <laughs> the bakers in the house know what I'm talking about. Okay, not just the bakers, you that buy the bread. We, we, we went to buy bread. <laughs> That's the you that we went. I, I didn't even know bread was that expensive now. She had told me this other place, so it's around 500 naira. I said, look, I can't drive that place. Let's go to this place. 
When I saw the price, I won't mention it to you, but I'm sure you two you know. I go back inside the car because she was waiting inside the car. I said I should have listened to you. <laughs> you don't allow these things get you into a place of look. As a Christian, you don't allow it get into a place of hopelessness. For the person, even if your faith is not where it ought to be, or you have not even matured in your love work, he said, perfected love casts out fear. So sometimes the reason why people are not able to be unafraid when bad news comes, when they face challenges, it, it really comes from a place where that person has not fully understood and has been grounded. And it takes time to develop these things, to be grounded in the love God has for you. The love God has for you. And a lot of that stems from how you see yourself. One of the most powerful things you can ever do for yourself is to see yourself the way God sees you. It's amazing the way God sees you. Like we're praying this morning, we, we prayed from Galatians 4, where Paul said that we brethren are children of promise, like Isaac was. That's the way God sees all of his children. You are not an accident. I am the one that spoke you. I, I want to talk about Isaac, Genesis 18. Have I given you the scripture? I'm okay. Hold on. I'm the one that spoke you into existence. And you are here... By promise, not by works, not by law, not by accident, but because I made a divine promise. Hallelujah. And that also means that there are promises from God. You see, this is where hope comes from. You can hope based on the promise of God that is available to you. The man brought his son that was demon-possessed because he must have had, like the woman with the issue of blood, there is a man of God casting out devils. God is doing something. So his faith wasn't there. We are not even sure. They didn't even mention whether his love work was complete. But at least he had hope. There was light at the end of the tunnel. I believe, oh, that's why I came. But I know my faith is not there. Help my own belief. Hallelujah. And as long as we can remain hopeful, this is my prayer for us in this season. As long as, I, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you are going through, as long as you can remain hopeful, whether your bank failed or you couldn't get cash, as long as you can begin to draw hope from God's word, God's promise, you, you don't have to understand that will to be done. Hallelujah. Sometimes that's too much of a responsibility. Like the scripture says, we don't know how a baby is formed in the womb. How sperm eventually develops into bone and blood and tissue and eventually a human being. Nobody can explain it. But we have seen it work so we can be hopeful. Praise God. The bank crashed and everybody was afraid. So that's the kind of world we live in. But we have a God that will always help us. Hallelujah. And grace and power is always available to us. Somebody say, I have a supply of grace and power. And as long as I can be hopeful, 
the, the possibilities are there. Yeah, I was saying what God was showing me. Look, there is a door. Hallelujah. There is a possibility of a miracle happening. There's a possibility of, of healing happening. Of It may not even have crossed you. How is it going to happen? It, it has, that, that's not your problem. As long as God is on your side and God is on the scene, there is a possibility. And we are going to activate that tonight by God's grace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Genesis 18. Please, this is where I want to go tonight. Genesis 18. Let's start from verse 9 because of time. Quickly. Verse 9. Background story, I believe you are familiar with it. God came to visit Abraham. And Abraham saw them as men. Abraham decided to show them hospitality, brought them into his, his tent, told Sarah to make a meal for them. And after they had eaten, verse 9, then they said to him, where is your wife, Sarah? So he said, here in the tent. Verse 10, and he said, and I believe by this time, Abraham was beginning to get a picture of what's going on here. These are not just normal human beings. This is God in my house. This is God in my tent. Hallelujah. This is God visiting me. I will certainly, promise, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife will have a son. Promise. This is what the Bible meant when it said Isaac was a son of promise. Isaac was a son. He, how, did he, how did the miracle of Isaac happen? A promise. You read what was going on in Abraham and Sarah's life. Sarah was listening in the tent, the door which was in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old. Interesting phrase. There was a time she was still believing that they will have a child. Or she could have a child. And we, we are familiar with her story. She must have even believed she could conceive herself at a point in time where she lost hope with that. She now brought her maid, Hagar, and they were able to conceive a son through Hagar. So, I believe. But this phrase that after, <laughs> after I've grown old, shall I now have pleasure with my Lord? So, our, our reasoning was that we are, I'm 90, he's 100. All these years. In any case, we stopped meeting as husband and wife. We are not, uh, we have retired. We have retired. After I have grown old, should I now have, shall I have pleasure with my Lord being old also? Of course, God had, and the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely be a child since I'm old? And this is the, where we stand, and this is where I want you to come to. Look, there are things available to you and I believe I've said this to us before right now as you are sitting there now 
as you are sitting here now or as you are watching at home, there are things available to you that God has planned for you and God has prepared for you. You just don't know them yet. It's behind a door that is somewhere in your life. That's, it's a door of possibility. It's a door of possibility. There are two dimensions these things happen. Just before I read that verse, there are two ways these things happen. Number one is like this story of Abraham and Sarah, where naturally there was no hope. It was naturally impossible. But even where there are natural impossibilities, and I hope somebody will hear me with the spirit of faith this evening, with God, there are still possibilities in those situations. Hallelujah. There is another dimension where it is not even a matter of natural impossibility. The only problem is that you have wrong information. What, what you are processing in your head is wrong data you have. Pastor, what do you mean? Like Jacob and Joseph. When Joseph's brothers captured him and stripped his robe of many colors, wanted to kill him but did not kill him, Eventually, they sold him as a slave. But they came back and told Jacob, what did they come back to tell him? His son has died. So the information <laughs> that Jacob had is that he will never see Joseph again because he had died. He was processing wrong information. The boy was still alive. Wrong information. The, 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 the data that you are working with, this is Wednesday night, 7 37 40 p.m. You are working with a wrong information that maybe you've been trusting God for a job. Or you've been trusting God for a particular promotion. And this is what? January, I mean, March. Maybe sometime since last year. Six, nine months have gone by. Nothing seems to have happened. And you are still thinking that nothing is going to happen. You are not thinking in the realm of possibilities. Somebody shout possibilities. And you are processing wrong information that hasn't happened for nine months. It's not going to, and what God is actually planning for you is tomorrow morning, they are bringing a letter of appointment. Interestingly, Pastor Nida was sharing a testimony with me when we were coming this morning. She got to work this, um, today and she got some good news about something. And she was saying on Sunday while I was preaching, when I said, when I, when I said talking about I shall not want, that God was dealing with her that why is she limiting herself that, look, with God, there's no lack. She was budgeting based on, she didn't tell me, she said she was going to tell me on Sunday, but she forgot. Like, we all forget at times. But that was Sunday. And God was already dealing with her that, look, change your perspective about this thing. You shall not want, I'm your shepherd. And by the time she got to the office, today's what, Wednesday morning, voila. Oh, so this is what God was talking about. But on Sunday, she was processing wrong information. Many times, people, they are, they are just talking with wrong information. Ah, I can't get married. Wrong information. Ah, I can't have children. Wrong information. You, you, are, you are not even at the realm of impossibility. Your own is like they told you that your son has died. And your son is thriving in Egypt. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Are you working with wrong information? Uh, that person is not interested in what we are talking about. Look for somebody that really... Are, are, you, are you processing wrong information. And this is what the promises of God are all about. Because like Paul said, the promises of God, they are yes. 
what God is, when God is telling you, Sarah, that this time next year, you are going to have a child. God cannot lie. Hallelujah. That is the accurate information. I love the way Creflo Dollar taught it several years ago. He said, God cannot lie. That if God tells you that there's a two-headed dog outside this auditorium, there is a two-headed dog. You may never have seen a two-headed dog in your life. But that word that he spoke, this promise that he gave them here in verse 10, according to the time of life, this is the right information. At that point in time, the moment that promise was released, the moment God spoke the word, or the moment you found the written word, hallelujah, all of a sudden, all manner of possibilities just became available to you. The, the, the moment God declared that word concerning your situation, and the moment you start allowing it to stir hope in, in your heart, that will allow you to activate faith, and if you will walk in love, that faith can, be, it can never be stopped. But the moment you started believing that word and said, having hope, all possibilities just showed up. Every excuse, every information, you are up until that time. It's relevant. So God said, why, why is she laughing? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Every time I ask that question, I read that scripture. But clearly when the Spirit of God takes me back to it, it, it just, I don't know about you, it just triggers something on my inside. Is anything too hard? Can God give a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman a baby? Ah, pastor, we've never seen that before. That's not my question. I'm not asking whether you have seen it before. What I'm asking is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Every time we find God's promise, every time his promise is spoken to us, a prophecy is given to us, at the instant, particularly when we believe it and receive it, at that point, possibilities are just available. All that is left is just for you to go. And this is the picture I saw about possibilities. There are many doors. Just like this room now, there are many doors. And behind one of these doors is that breakthrough you are looking for. All you need to do now when you are exploring possibilities, just go there and open the door. You open this one, ah, this is staircase. It's not staircase I'm looking for. It's, it's office I'm looking for. Shut that door. Just go and open the next door. You open this one, ah, this is toilet. No, I'm not looking for toilet. Somebody say possibilities. You just need to keep pressing in door after door after door. As long as that promise is there, glory be to God. Eventually, if you will stay in hope and faith, you will open the right door. Glory be to God. And I'm you, you are just going to walk into that miracle that God has. It is God's promise that creates our possibilities. Regardless of our environment. Regardless of our situation. Hallelujah. Now, this is the interesting thing I love about this story. I mean, when God was walking through it. Sarah had the capacity to believe. And let me tell you how Sarah had the capacity to believe. It's not in herself. The capacity to believe came with the word or with the promise God gave her. She just chose not to believe. She chose to laugh. You read, read it. Why is she laughing? Is there anything to add? Verse 15. The person that was laughing in verse 12. Sarah laughed with him. It was a choice. 
You see, every time you receive the promise of God, you receive the word of God, you, receive, you hear a prophecy of God, that word has a capacity it carries to cause you to have hope, to cause you to have faith, to cause you to believe in the love of God. By itself. Look, Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But it's not I that lives. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of who? It's not your faith. The, the faith God has called us to walk in, the hope that God has called us to have, it's not that, ah, Pastor T, go and go to one mountain for 40 days. Go and generate hope by yourself. Then after you have the capacity to hope, then come and hear my word. That's not how it works. <laughs> Hello? The hope comes with the word you receive. It comes with the promise. You want, when Sarah woke up that morning, she wasn't thinking of having a baby. But at the instant God said, according to the time of life, I will return. And you will, Sarah will hold the baby. The moment those words landed on her ears, at that instant, the capacity to believe it and to begin to hope was delivered to her. The same thing with everybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when God challenged that, why, why, why is he laughing? It's like when Jesus rose up with disciples in that storm and he told them, oh, you have lead to faith. I mean, in a storm that they thought they were going to die. I said, Master, Master, he, he rebuked them. Why, why are you? Because he knew that the moment he told them, let us go to the other side, the capacity to believe that we get, it was in that promise. Oh, hallelujah. It's in that promise. And that's why the Bible tells us faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing. Faith doesn't come and it's not a self-generated effort. That's not what the Bible teaches. It comes by you hearing the promise. The word of God. The person that was laughing, Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. Oh, she was afraid. I mean, you, you, you can't stand before God <laughs> and say, God, I don't believe you. You, you won't be able to say it. <laughs> you won't be able to say it. The, the awe and the aura of his presence alone. He, 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 God and his word, he stirs up faith. It was a choice. God told her you did laugh. But the simple truth is from that moment, the capacity to believe that promise. You read the Sarah that we read about in Genesis 18 verse, um, verse 12 and the Sarah that Hebrews 7, I mean Hebrews 11 talked to us about. I don't, I don't, want the time, I don't have the time to go into that now. It's as if you are talking about two different human beings. No. The same person. But somebody embraced the promise, hallelujah, and hope started rising, glory be to God, and faith started rising, and then the miracles started happening. I love the way Hebrews said it, that she received strength to conceive. Hallelujah. Not just, please hear this, not just the capacity to believe the word comes with the promise, the wherewithal. So, for a woman to be able to conceive a child, that's why a two-year-old cannot have a baby, except Oluwa is involved. 
<laughs> you, you, naturally speaking, a 90-year-old woman doesn't have the capacity to save a baby, except God is involved. But that capacity that will make her physical body conducive to conceive and birth that baby, it's in the promise. The money they needed, it's in the promise. The wisdom you need, it's where? Ah, pastor, it's favor that I need. The favor you need is where? In the promise. It's in the promise. Glory be to God. And this is how that supply of grace and power comes. Of course, she conceived, she carried the pregnancy, she delivered the baby. She delivered her child of promise. God told me to announce to you, you are going to deliver your miracle of promise. Your breakthrough of promise. Your healing of promise. Your prosperity of promise. This nation, we will deliver our breakthrough of promise. And everything we need, ah, pastor, we don't have the money. We don't have the, it doesn't matter. We have the promise. Glory be to God. That each one of you, let me close with that text. Hebrews chapter 6. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Verse 11. Hallelujah. Can we rise on our feet as we read this one? Because... This is what God told me. So we're going to pray just like we prayed for the nation and we're going to pray for ourselves just for a few minutes, five, six minutes. Please hear me and hear me very well. You just let the promise, whatever promise, and this is a time, I don't know what you are trusting God for particularly. Find a promise that covers your situation. Find a promise from the scripture. You can be general to start with. The, the most powerful and probably the what works quickest where the promises of God are concerned is like the one Sarah and Abraham got where a rema was. You, see, you won't find, well, this was written for us in scripture, but to Abraham and Sarah, it was, it was a rema. It was a rema. And that word came to them on the basis of the hospitality, which is really obedience Faith and obedience that Abraham and Sarah had walked in. God expects, they had learned that. This is how many years of working with God. God expects them to walk in love and to be hospitable even to strangers. Is that testimony Peter was talking about? That we should be careful to entertain strangers. That some have unknowingly entertained angels. It was really referring to Abraham's story. So they were just walking in obedience. And this is how Rema comes to you. It's many times at the place of obedience that a specific word can now come that according to the time of life, you're going to have a baby. Those are sometimes the most powerful words. You can start with a written word. He himself took my infirmity and bore my disease, carried my diseases, and by his stripes I'm healed. Someone believing God for healing. You are taking that promise. You are drawing hope from that promise. You are praying that promise. It's like you are opening one door, the other, ah, this one is staircase, this is not what I'm looking for. This is toilet, this is not what I'm looking for. This is generator, no, no, no. What I'm looking for is the lounge, ah, this is it. 
Sometimes when you are holding on to a written remarkable and you are praying and you are trusting God, you will just learn that the word and by this time tomorrow, this will happen. In Rema, what, those, those are, when those kind of things come, those ones bring me. Now, the written word itself is sufficient. And that's what Hebrews 6 is telling us here. Hebrews 6, 11. And we desire that each one of you, each one of you, show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope till the end. Everything you need is in that promise. You just need to allow it to stir up your hope. The moment you're engaging hope, faith, and love, and I want to emphasize hope, there's too much hopelessness in this country. And child of God, you don't need it. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What you need is hope. In a hopeless world, hope that comes from the promise of God will be diligent with it. Hallelujah. Praise God. That you do not become sluggish. So we, we walk with the promise to activate hope and in, in, indeed faith. But we imitate people like Abraham who through faith and patience inherit the promise. I'll close with this, based on that. Listen to this very carefully, and then we're going to pray, just for a few minutes. Please hear me. If, if you didn't hear anything I said today, hear this one. Please hear me and hear me well. Look at me, everybody. God did not give Abraham and Sarah a baby. He gave them what? A promise. God did not give them. If you understand the mechanics of what we are preaching, God is not going to give you healing. He's going to give you what? God is not going to give you financial breakthrough. If you read what Hebrews 6 is telling you, it's through faith and patience they inherited the promise. God is not going to give you promotion. He will give you what? A promise. You now need to know how to use faith, hope, and love to work out the manifestation of that promise. Hallelujah. But the good news is that promise comes with possibilities. Lift those hands right now. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to ride on this truth that stop, stop working with wrong information. Stop walking. Who told you that God has not provided for you? Stop walking with wrong information. Who told you that God has not healed you? Stop walking with wrong. So anything contrary to the word of God is wrong information. The way you are seated here right now, I'm telling you, you said, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace to give you a future and a hope. I have planned something for you. David said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, O Lord. He said, all my days were written in your book. There's a miracle plan for today. Even before 12 midnight, before the day is over. There's something planned for tomorrow. Possibilities. Hallelujah. If the door you open doesn't have what you want, open the next door. Have hope. 
You are a child of promise. Open the next door. If the floor you have come to doesn't have what you are looking for, go back, climb the stairs, go to the next floor. Hallelujah. If the building you enter does not have the answers you are looking for, come out of that building, go to the other building. If you have a promise, you have possibilities. And with God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Leave those hands. We're just going to pray for a few minutes. Say, Heavenly Father. I can't hear somebody tonight. Heavenly Father, tonight, because I'm full of hope, based on your promises to me, every miracle, every breakthrough, every blessing that is possible where my life is concerned, Let's pray over Nigeria as well because of time. Say every miracle, every blessing possible to us in this nation where peace and prosperity is concerned, we activate them right now. Door by door, room by room, floor by floor, building by building, street by street. Hear me and hear me very well. You've gone through every house on that street and you've not found what I'm looking for. Go to the next street. You've gone through every street in that city. Go to the next city. Go to the next country. Hallelujah. You have possibilities in the promises of God. Keep exploring. Declare with me as I pray tonight. I begin to explore these possibilities. Opening it door by door. In the name of Jesus. Pray fervently in the Holy Ghost the best way you can. Every possibility available to me oh even the ones i can't think of when i woke up this morning like sarah i did not think i was going to have a baby i wasn't thinking in that direction after that i'm old and i've stopped being with my husband well with god there is still a possibility for you mama sarah for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Lord, every possibility available to me maritally, concerning my career, concerning my business, concerning my finances, Lord, I activate them right now. I open the doors one after the other. I examine the rooms, the houses, the streets, the cities, one after the other. Because of your promises, I am full of hope and possibilities are my portion in the name of Jesus if one door closes I will open another door if I don't find what I'm looking for on one floor I will go to the next floor every miracle that I can enjoy right now I release them, I activate them, and I receive them in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Every breakthrough that I can experience, Lord, I explore the possibilities as I pray right now. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.